Alright guys, welcome to episode 3, Escaping the 9-5 Live uh, with RJC. Um, today, it's not going to be a happy topic. I've, I've, I suffer with anxiety and I've just called in to work. Uh, this isn't the way to escape the 9-5 by the way, not to, to turn it up because whilst you're doing that, you're not getting paid. So let me just clarify that I don't hate my job. I don't hate the people there, but I've seen the light and I think I'm I'm capable of more. I know I am. Um and capable of doing stuff that I enjoy and in my own time and having my freedom. So uh I suffer with anxiety, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So if you do suffer with anxiety then um maybe this one this one won't be for you because there may, there may be some triggers in there you know if you if you do suffer with anxiety or panic or anything um so when i was when i was really young my stepdad uh had a stroke and uh in the hallway and he he collapsed and basically you know his face went and um droopy and he couldn't speak i was about 9 years old and I watched this happen, I watched it in the kitchen, he couldn't speak to me properly, and he went a bit funny, and then he dropped, and there was a mad panic, and I thought he was dead, or dying, and the ambulance came, and that was from nine years old, so I read quite a lot about that from a very young age, um, you know, I, I was googling it, what, what the hell was that, because... <clears throat> It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It was mortifying. Um, yeah, so I, I read about that and then I started becoming aware of my my body in ways that you shouldn't really be too aware. Like your breathing, your, your sugar levels, your blood pressure. St- started understanding these things a lot more at a very young age, you know, becoming very aware of our mortality as human beings, and, um, yeah, I, as long as I can remember then, I, sometimes I would feel a health concern, and that would trigger a panic, so the only way to describe it is like, when you hear something in your house in the middle of the night and nobody's in, you know that you pause and you don't know what to do. Do you run away or do you just stay there frozen and everything's clenched up and you sweat and you don't think about anything else? And your body sweats because the sweat's ready to cool you down for your fight that you, your brain's told you you're going to have. Your heart's racing to pump the blood to get you through that fight as well. Um, everything else switches off. You can't think straight. You you focused on that one thing, okay? So now imagine that for any little nuance, any little thing that um, you feel in your body, and that is health anxiety. So you might have a pain in the stomach or in the head or or the chest especially, and you freeze up. And you've got that fight or flight mechanism going. And that is preparing you to fight something because you felt the pain. But more often than not, that pain is just something that, you know, 
irrelevant. It's but it's you, what, what it's called catastrophizing. You think of the worst in your head, so you lock into that focus on yourself internally and freeze up. You can't breathe, and it's a really scary thing. It's the scariest thing. <laughs> you you battle with feeling like you're gonna die. Or if not, when you've had a few, imagine you had a car crash 90% of the time you got in the car. How would you feel about getting in the car every day? When people say, don't think about it, it's like, yeah, but <laughs> nearly every time. I mean, I've nearly had nine car crashes in the last 10 days. What are the chances, you know? It's quite hard to rewire your brain to think that this is not a heart attack. This is not a stroke. Um, so... To add to that, my grandfather died actually when I was 14 years old. Ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm. Um, it's when an artery sort of clogs up and ruptures in your stomach, I believe. And he was in he, he was in agony for about 15 minutes and then he died. So I, um, I've read a lot about that as well. That's how I know the name from being 14 years old and researching it. And um, although it's it's really good, Google and things like that, it's not recommended. I stay well away from it. The, there is one thing, the one thing that I've read that actually helps me. Um, okay, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. So what's happened recently in, in my job? Um, obviously, I've been working my normal job. Uh, I've quit drinking. I've been extremely focused on my other work as well, trying to do both jobs uh, and um, train to stay fit and healthy as well. And also all while dealing with anxiety, which I, I've dealt with forever. Um, but it really peaked last year, the end of last year. So it's January now, so maybe two months ago, uh, I was in work. I got put on a new team and like everything was... I've been there five years, but it took me quite a long time to get to grips with it. But like the last year and a half, two years, I I think I've been pretty consistent. Uh, but yeah, so I went on a new team. Long story short, I had a new manager. He sort of, we we had a, a meeting, which turned into a bit of a row. And it got me thinking about, you know, worried about my job again, which is where I've been before. And it was almost kind of threatening with how how I was being treated, uh, so, anyway, so, th so, my anxiety was really bad that evening, I went home, and I felt the panic building up, and I tried to go for a run, to shake the panic, and I went for a run, and it wasn't going, and I felt like, this energy inside me, and I, I started crying on my run, and I ran home crying, and I just went in the house and I just un unloaded. I just I just cried my eyes out. And my girlfriend was standing there. And she was like, what the fuck's wrong, you know? And I just stood there and I was like, I had no idea. I was just crying and crying. I was just thinking terrible shit. And uh, she put the dinner on the table and I couldn't even look at it. I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't do anything. And I tried walking it off. And I'd usually go for this little walk around the block. I couldn't breathe, and it was just the same, 
things that have been happening have been building up. Right, so I started walking in the direction of the hospital, which I always did. It was my, like, um, this comes on to the, the next point as well about how I stop it. But so when I walked to the hospital, what would happen is I think, right, well, I'm kind of walking in that direction anyway. I'm out in public. If anything happened to me, people would see me. And, you know, if I had a heart attack or something, then someone would help me. And when I was walking to the hospital, my heart was pounding, uh, pounding. And I was like, <sighs> I was trying to breathe, but my breathe was stuttering and just, it was different. It was messed up. So every time you convince yourself it's panic and it's not a heart attack, you, it only takes something slightly different to be like, no, this is the one. This is actually the one now. You know, last time it didn't feel like this. And most of the time it does that. So it's like, you can't win. Um, so I ended up walking to the hospital. I walked to the hospital. I was sitting in the waiting room, breathing heavily. And remember, when you're breathing heavily, you're straining your lungs. So you are going to feel more things in your chest. You are going to, you, you're increasing your own heart rate by breathing. Um, you would think, well, just breathe less, but you breathe in, but it just doesn't feel like enough. Um, so I went to the hospital and yeah, they were like, well, anxiety, you know, you're just anxious. I'm not, we're not even going to bother doing any tests on you because we just know that this is a panic attack. So uh, I called the doctors the next day and explained everything that had happened and they put me well they recommended that I try this drug and I was I was I was up for it I've, I've never I've always been like nope nope I'm gonna do everything by myself but I mean I was like all right I, I can't do this anymore uh, I was off work for I was off work from there I was having really bad panic attacks sorry I should have said after that one that night the next day it took about like a month six weeks for it to just settle because it was so sh scary that it just rumbled me and kept me there for, for quite a long time. I was just shaking. I couldn't get back in the car. At one point, I couldn't I couldn't leave the house, couldn't go to the shop. I, I Even just getting out of my bed, I was just in fear of this thing that had just happened to me happening again. So, um, yeah, so I was off for, for about six weeks. And then when I went back, I won't go into all the details, but I went back and I'd found something that helps me. I can't remember what the name of the website was, but I was crawling, I was crawling through stuff not to find, Google can be good and it can be bad. If you diagnose yourself, well, you're always going to just have the worst thing and die within a week. That's what Google will always say. So, because you'll be looking for the worst thing. You you put together three symptoms of one thing and you think, that's it, I've got that. But those three symptoms belong to another 4,000 things, which only a professional can tell you. And uh, every time they were looking at me and they were like, you're fine, your blood's fine, you know, you're lean, you're in good shape. Like, how are you training? Do you run out of breath? I was like, hell no. I'm a, I'm a machine in the gym jiu-jitsu and stuff 
always doing that stuff and that's fine that's the only time I don't feel anxious you know so that there's no health problem there and uh so anyway I got my shit together I read something one day before I went to jujitsu because I was trying to more just understand not not I was like okay I've, I've got this health anxiety I'm trying not to own it anymore but I mean at the time I was like right I need to accept this and I read something amazing, and if you suffer and you've listened this far, then just hear this. <clears throat> right, so I might hash it up. So it's something along the lines of, first of all, you know everyone's scared of flying. You've got, it's like the safest method of transport, one in seven million uh, planes go down or something like that, but everyone's scared of it, yet there's so many thousand car crashes like every year and people die all the time but no one no one cares in fact people will drive around with no seatbelt on on their phone smoking a cigarette dancing on the roof you know so um people people don't care about that so maybe it's not the there's something about flying it's because you you envision like well just you know if it goes down you've got a long way to think about it Right, and I suppose that kind of can relate to anxiety as well. It's not, it's not the dying. It's just the, well, I'm gonna do it over over a period of time, unable to breathe. Uh, that's the problem. <clears throat> so the thing I read was something like acceptance. This is gonna sound kind of counterintuitive, but what you need to do is. Accept when you think this could be a heart attack or this could be a stroke. Remember how many times you've been back and forth. You've had a full MOT from the doctors and they've said, nope, you're fine. But you still seek this reassurance. Well, you have to stop seeking that reassurance because that starts the loop. You need to cut off the loop there and then. And to do that, you need to accept okay, I accept that this could be a heart attack or it could be a stroke, just like this plane could go down, but I'm going to act like it's not. I'm going to act like this is a panic attack and just accept the risk because whether we like it or not, everyone could have, have a heart attack at any point. Any machine can break down. You can only look at statistics and figures but when you accept that and go oh little little thing in my chest that fight or flight kicks in when you accept that and go oh hang on yeah go on then let's see is this a heart attack you know what just for once this i tell myself ryan this has happened every day for the last 15 years what other chances today bring it on Let's lie down. Let's go for it. And it'll be uncomfortable, but you'll win. I, I win every time. I'm here now. But, so today, so last night what happened was, I don't know how, but I left work and driving home, felt the anxiety symptoms, a bit choky in my throat and breathing heavy and I was thinking too much about my breathing. So I was like, all right, here we go, panic. There's nothing major. Even if I fainted or passed out, the body, the brain, the, the heart beats, the, the lungs breathe. Like, you don't think about it when you're a baby. So, 
you don't need to think about it. It doesn't matter. If you faint, you'll be fine. So I was like, all right, yeah, just a bit of that, no problem. So um, when I got when I got home then, it was, I sat on the sofa, I ate a tub of Halo Pot ice cream, uh, which is low-calorie, delicious cinnamon roll ice cream. And after it, I felt my heart quite quickly started pumping. And I'm I'm going to test this because I'm not sure if sugary things actually affect it and I knew from there I was I was lying down heart was pumping lungs were going I was breathing and sweating a bit um so I when I lied down that that night um I couldn't get comfortable in the one bed so I went in the spare bedroom again I was breathing so I put on my my headspace app which uh, it's brilliant. There's a there's a great narrator on there who's, who talks you through a guided meditation in relation to anxiety, and it always helps me out. And it helped me out, and I felt alright. And then I woke up, my chest absolutely pounding, beating, my heart beating out of it, out of its cage, like boom, 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 and I could not breathe. And I scrambled around for my clothes. I wanted to cry. I just felt in despair. I felt like fuck. I have no idea what's going to scramble for my clothes. I got to the hallway and I just lied down. It was too much. And I sweat. And then this felt like just a release. It was like a sweat all over. And I felt like this is the end. I'm not even joking. And then it was like, and then it, it subsided. Um, yeah. And it just, it was just that release. And it was just. Boom, and it came out of nowhere. So, long story short, guys, I've called in to work today. I've said that I've said that I've been rumbled. My anxiety has won, and that I won't be in today. And you know what? I'm not going to work on anything today because I've learned one thing that, like, your health is just the most important thing. And you might think it's fine and taking on all this work and these hours and, and things like that, but definitely watch out for your health. Um, and if you see anyone else that's doing all this work and drinking all this coffee and just tell them, you know, they're going to get a bit pissy. But sometimes you do need to just take a little health break. Relax. Um, don't stress. Watch some TV, kick back, lie, get some sleep, and enjoy yourself. Because I mean, right now, uh, I there's no time for me to enjoy myself. I'm not in the. I want to get my life to the position where I have more time and freedom than I can enjoy myself, and that's not going to happen until I get my clients. So just for today, I'm going to wrap it up there. Hope this has been insightful for anyone with. Uh, for anyone with anxiety or anyone looking to understand it as well uh health anxiety specifically but that sort of thing can be brought on in a number of ways um you don't have to be worried about your health people just have panic attacks when they're not worried but it becomes quite a nasty a nasty circle so uh hope this has been enjoyable guys catch me tomorrow day for escape the nine five with rjc